Hi, everyone. Today, uh, we're joined by ACES President, Cheryl Cohen. I'm Kelly Lenvoy, VP of Communications and Public Affairs. And it's our uh, pleasure to be able to not only uh, send our holiday greetings to all of you, but also a chance to talk about the year, year of COVID. And um, it was actually because of COVID that we started Arthritis at Home. We now have over 55 episodes, I think, that um, people can view at their convenience, at home on their computer, on their phone, on their tablet, and by podcast. Really proud of uh, this program. And it's one of the things that I think, Cheryl, you're going to talk to our audience about in terms of some of the things that ACE has been able to achieve this year in a very difficult and challenging year. And maybe that's a good way to start your Christmas message to all of our audience across Canada as one of the leading arthritis advocates in Canada. Um, what stood out to you in terms of arthritis, in terms of models of care for arthritis during the year of the pandemic? And what strikes me now looking back over the last 11 months is a, I think a societal wide empathy that was developed actually, and maybe a slightly deeper understanding that was developed um, on the part of people who are not disabled, you know, who are abled and who looked at the challenges they were facing and, and having, you know, not everyone recognizes, but certainly a large number realized that, that so many people who are disabled and who have been affected by chronic diseases or acute diseases have been dealing with a lot of pandemic-like issues their whole lives with these chronic diseases. Feelings of isolation, those are not unfamiliar to people who live, for example, with rheumatoid arthritis or another type of autoimmune uh, arthritis. The day you're diagnosed, you become isolated. And so where I feel our community, our arthritis community has uh, maybe been less impacted is, is, is in this, is in this area. And I think this society um, of people or abled, as we like to call them, have, have really recognized that, oh, now they're, you know, they're kind of having to go through some things that these other communities have gone through uh, for a long, long time. So it's interesting, <clears throat> that point, because um, certainly our viewers have read on our website and have heard on Arthritis at Home about how arthritis is the leading cause of work disability yeah. in Canada. And we developed a program in response to that called Canada's Best Workplaces for Employees or Employers and Employees um, Living with Arthritis. And what's interesting is when we've talked to a lot of those employees living with arthritis is how difficult it has been for many of them to um, receive uh, job accommodations. Mm -hmm. 
And if one of the themes of this year has been how COVID has disrupted the workforce, the way that employers have responded by adapting their work environments for abled employees to continue to be uh, productive uh, individuals, the pandemic has seen a corresponding rise in uh, mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you're describing in terms of our community is and, and, and hopefully this empathy for people to start to understand that these obstacles that our members face, whether it's fatigue or pain or stress, stress, often leading to depression and mental health issues, maybe there's a better understanding now when we talk about uh, those factors um, with the rest of the population, they have a better understanding of what our members are going through every day at home and at work. Able community and disabled community, I think we're also all learning together what, uh, what virtual care means, right? This has mm. been an awakening for every, every, can, every Canadian is a patient at some point or another. It's the degree to which you rely on the medical system or the health system um, to help you live your life. And if you have a chronic disease such as, uh, such as I and you know, our members do, um, the contacts are frequent. Uh, we wish they weren't, but they are by the nature of our disease. And virtual care has really allowed people and has helped with this mental health piece you're talking about, Kelly, to know that there is a, a that you can reach out and talk to your physician by the phone or through a video facility like this. Um, that has actually, uh, I think, done a lot to keep people who are isolated, whether you're uh, living with a chronic disease or not, kind of connected to their healthcare, um, whether it's uh, infrequent or frequent. Um, we're fighting, as you know, to say virtual care is here to stay. And I think many other communities um, in chronic disease are saying the same thing, that if we have a disease where our challenges are linked uh, in large measure to mobility, why can't we have a 15 minute phone follow-up visit like this? Why can't we do a medication review like this? Now, that's not to suggest there shouldn't be in-person appointments when it's safe to do so, absolutely. If I need a, a, a joint injected or aspirated, um, if I uh, you know, need to have a very detailed conversation uh, or have some other physical manifestation that requires attention of a medical professional, that's certainly gonna be an in-person um, visit. But I think we need to, and ACEs, you know, this is a pillar of work we're going to focus on in 2021. ACE is committed to working with policymakers to, one, know what kind of virtual care our community needs and is asking for, um, and two, how we can build it into the system and sustain it moving forward. You, you nailed it. And what the policymakers are trying to grapple with right now is how to integrate it. Yeah. Um, first of all, do, you know, 37 million Canadians have equitable access um, through internet and broadband to, right. to be able to access vir virtual care? So they're spending money on that. But then the integration is really the discussion right now. And arthritis has to be at the table. 
And that's certainly one reason why it has become a focus for us uh, representing our patients when these decisions are being made in terms of what's the best way to integrate it? How do we integrate it into models of care, which our audience knows um, is one of the causes that we champion as well. Um, ensuring that the perspective of the patient and the arthritis patient is incorporated is really, really important. I know there's one other, maybe, well, maybe two um, other topics that I know touched you at a very personal and deep level. Um, and that was the, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement in North America and around the world. Um, and then secondly, the health inequities that were exposed during COVID, where we saw certain uh, populations much more adversely and disproportionately affected. Um, maybe you wanna just touch on those two because I think that'll be a nice way to lead to um, some of the advocacy work that you said that we um, are looking at in 2021. Yeah, um, obviously you had to have been living under a rock not to be affected um, by the events that unfolded this summer and throughout the second half of this year in terms of um, the social justice movement, the racial justice, criminal justice reform movements um, led by Black Lives Matters uh, at the start. Um, and, and here in Canada, obviously indigenous rights uh, roll up right with that. And the injustices uh, being, um, being faced by our indigenous peoples in Canada um, must be addressed. And uh, in, in the United States and here in Canada, um, the Black Lives Matter movement um, really, I think, showed all, all white people, I'm going to use this very basic term, white people, that there was, is a deep, deep wound racially in our world and injustices that have been baked into our systems. And I'm not just talking about the criminal justice system, but in our healthcare system, in our environment, in our housing, in every single way in which we live, there are racial injustices. And it is, we can no longer as a society live like that. I am absolutely committed uh, to being a part of the change that is needed so that everyone is on a level field in life. Um, and I think in Canada, uh, we just published, as you know, Kelly, a very important issue of our Joint Health Web, uh, Insight. Of course, in this issue, we're indebted to Graham Reed, who worked uh, with our team member, Maya Joshi, um, to really, I think, uh, in the space that was allowed, uh, lay bare some of the issues that um, Indigenous peoples in Canada face not just in healthcare, but in these other realms um, that I've been referring to. And, and as you say, this work, this health inequities work is embedded now and, and, and is the foundation to the work that we're gonna be doing um, now and, and until these things are addressed once and for all um, to the satisfaction of these communities, really gonna work hard on um, stepping up and being their true partners in, in making change. And that is gonna happen in arthritis, in our community, in our ACE community, 
um, through our advocacy efforts. We've completely retooled our advocacy section on our website to help people step up. To sort of tie this neatly around, I mean, you started uh, the conversation by talking about empathy and understanding and then went on to describe um, some of these groups um, who people gained a new understanding and found empathy with, whether it was the disabled over the course of the last nine, nine months, visible minorities and the inequitable health care they were receiving. Um, the last one I think you touched on were rural and remote populations that if what, what we could hope for is that this empathy and understanding lasts. And if it lasts, that means that those groups, those populations are gonna be recognized and most importantly, listened to. And I guess what we're trying to do is provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, sort of the role that ACE has played for a long, long time. We're now going into our 21st year in January, Kelly, and um, we've seen so much, our team has seen so much, so much good, but also still so many challenges. Um, and like you, I, I am really a glass half full kind of person. I really think um, that we can harness some of these, um, some of this connectedness we felt by being apart. You know, people have felt in some ways more connected than we did when we could connect physically because we had to work at it. We really had to work at stay connected and, and use creative ways um, to do that. So um, I just, you know, uh, wanna thank you for this conversation. Thank our whole ACE team uh, for stepping up every day, all day um, of the year to do the work uh, that we know helps people with arthritis across the country. Um, we all, and to our members, to our subscribers, to our watchers and listeners, um, it, every day is about you. And, and we, are, we are one. Um, we are by, for, and with people with arthritis. And um, we just want to thank you for who you are, for being who you are. Um, the arthritis community is, is beautiful in every single way. So thank you very much. Um, we hope you have a really lovely holiday season and we can't wait uh, to share more um, episodes of Arthritis at Home with you in the new year uh, and, and all of the work uh, that we're doing um, in these areas that, that we've discussed uh, here today. Happy holidays, everyone. And we'll Happy see holidays. you at Arthritis at Home in the new year.